0: What? The?
1: I guess. I mean, honestly, why would we be looking for guests when we have millions of fans that want to come on?
0: We are number one in the Pine Barrens and the Turnpike Special. I actually heard we we're like number one in uh, South Korea. Yeah. yeah. And um, Mars. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Got that going for us. Yeah, we have listeners in Mars. Mars, mm-hmm. what? The candy bar. The candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. To get this hangnail off my toe. Hey. I, I literally, literally. I did I see talk you were walking around in flip flops over there. You're really I comfortable. Know. She huh? yelled at me. She's like, don't go back there in the slides. You're going to get Because I got a nail through my foot one week. And she got all mad at me. She's like, well, you're going back there and slides. I'm like, well who fucking puts nails back there? Dude, I feel bad because <laughs> it sounds like she's your mom, bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she's yeah, like woman. she's like, well you <laughs> matters.
1: Hey everybody. Welcome to Jersey Smarties. Here we Welcome. are again. Episode 3.
0: How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good. How are you doing? How was your day today, man?
0: Oh, living the dream.
1: Living the dream. Well, as long as you're living it. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of us has to. I get it. So, you know, there's been a lot going on in the news, specifically about these heartbreaking stories with uh, what's happening in Maui. And I wanted to bring it up today. Some of you may not know this, but... John is a seasoned firefighter, he's been a firefighter for 30 years now, and um, I asked him if he could actually break it down for us and give us kind of the the best uh, idea of how this may have started, what do we need to know to prevent fires and hopefully be able to help others see the dangers that are associated with it. So, Johnny.
0: Yo, when so uh, when I was reading this earlier today, they were under a red flag warning, which is uh, dry conditions, very hot out, um, and everything seems to spark it. So this uh, hurricane, which was Hurricane Dora, was coming in, and they don't know how it started, but obviously something sparked it with the winds. The winds have been, um, I believe they said 75 plus miles per hour. And once the wind gets a hold in a forest fire, it's a forest fire is completely different than a house fire. Um, it, it totally it depends upon the conditions, the dryness, how long it hasn't rained. Um, and my understanding is it was dry there for quite some time. So this wind kicked up and and just sparked it. And it actually goes around the way the winds were going around with the hurricane. Was where they were circulating it. So the, the the Maui was just engulfed by these flames and there was not a lot of time or room for people to run. Um, if anybody knows anything about forestry fires, these guys are taught, you know, they it, very little do they go in there with a hose. They go in there with shovels, hose, and they use dirt to smother the fire or dig it out to divert the fire to take away they'll even do a controlled burn a lot of times especially in the pine barrens down in south jersey Yeah, i've seen that done. huh i've
1: seen the uh controlled burns being
0: done yeah they'll actually burn the brush down so that there's nothing to burn um so this sparked up i i believe they they're at 55 uh death toll they expect more um more uh deaths to come out of it and uh they are saying it's within billions and billions of dollars um in it so it's just it's it's something that for all intents and purposes was a fluke so in as that a, area. as a fire dude
1: um 30 years ago you went to the fire academy what's the difference between 30 years ago and today when it
0: comes to this whole fire fighting stuff <laughs> uh the, the funny thing is uh i actually um was my my parents were involved in politics so I was actually trying to become a police officer and my dad being the protective father that he was actually um stopped it and you said actually like seven times but it's okay. I'm sorry what? You said actually like seven times. Just seven? I can say it again. So actually uh I went down to the local volunteer fire department and went into um the academy and the academy there's so many hours you have to put into it, so many classes, um, and it was no different volunteer versus paid. Same as today. Um, the only difference now is they have a state certification called the Pro Board. So if you go through um, any academy in New Jersey, they you got to take the Pro Board test, and then you can pretty much go anywhere in the United States. Um, that's probably the big difference. Obviously, the introduction to foam is a big thing where you know when i started it was put the water on the hot stuff type of deal um, so you know there's some some changes tactic wise not much but i think technology's changed a lot with it too right i mean i remember yeah. a number of years ago when they came up with that thermal camera stuff that was pretty gnarly well now now we're equipped with a uh, thermal imaging at least you know three of the five firefighters are going in that have a a, a tick um you know they're they have the gas meters personal gas meters on them um there's even mass now with um on the scott packs that have um infrared and the thermal imaging right on it i mean not a lot of departments have them but um they have them now and they actually some of them you can actually download a map a schematic of the house you're going into to help them get out that's high technology um, you know, but going back to, they still teach in the academy, a right-handed search where you drag your hand, your right hand along the wall and you're bound to work your way around the building and get out.
1: That's pretty good, man. Um, yeah. I, I, I guess my question for you would be, um, if you, if you were able to go back, would you, would you still be a firefighter
0: or would you become a police officer? Knowing what I know now, I would have been firefighter and I would have um got in earlier. Um, you know, like I said, um volunteer I started off as a volunteer. So, you know, nowadays in New Jersey, um you have a lot more paid departments. In the United States of America, seventy percent of the firefighters are volunteer. So um That's just unbelievable. 70 percent it is i mean these are people who have uh, um you know jobs families a lot of combination departments in new jersey where there's a paid staff during the day and volunteers at night on the weekends whatever it may be um you know as far as the fire service goes i think one of the biggest things for me that's changed is um the the mental health aspect of it and and this is something that I don't know if everybody knows, but you have actually been a part of crisis, crisis management teams as well um, for first responders. And, you know, back when I started, I was 19 years old and they didn't, um, you know, I would just brush it off, you know, no big deal. You know, what, John, I, I, I think it's amazing that at the age of
1: 19, you were a firefighter. I I, I got to tell you, like, seriously, I'm I'm very impressed because uh, many of us at the age of 19, we're still trying to kind of figure out um, what kind of gas to put in our cars and you were trying to become a police officer and a firefighter. So were you doing that? Cause you just wanted to be a rebel or
0: yeah, because I was just trying to piss my dad off. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I wanted to be like, you know, I'm going to do this. I, you, you, listen, we've all been 18, 19 years old and our parents told us something. And, and my dad was like, no, you're not going to be a police officer. And I'm like, okay. And literally it, the, but, but the there's a part of that story I think you're skipping, right? Where
1: you actually went, you applied and your dad sabotaged it for you, right?
0: Right. Right. He actually he he sabotaged it for me. He um I was in there and Hey, Lori. I went through the whole um process, the psychological exam, the um physical and I get a call and they're like um yeah, we didn't take you. I'm like, "What? Wait, everybody told me it was good." And they're like, you need to talk to your dad. I'm like, oh, okay. No, I mean, <laughs> so I the guy was um, politically connected, right? So he, he I guess he had yeah. some more pull than you realized. Yeah, well, specifically in that town, because he was deputy mayor for a lot of years. So, um, you know, so I went down, I said, hey, they hired me. I start. But don't you, I,
1: I mean, up. look back, look back. Don't you think he did you a favor? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: i do think at the age of 19 we're 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 not that smart we think we it's know funny. everything
0: yeah it's funny because years later i remember him um being there and he um it was like an open house or something and we were doing you know cutting the cars up and we were rappelling down and he was standing by the truck and he was looking at it and he looked at me and he goes good job good job <laughs> I'm like okay that that had to have brought
1: some satisfaction, man.
0: Yeah, it brought a lot of satisfaction. I um, what,
1: what, dude, 30, where I are think. you that you have all these women walking behind you?
0: Oh, it's just one woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I'm actually not sure what's going on. So, <laughs> uh, why does she have a baseball bat? <sighs> Dude. So, you know, uh, you know me, it's it's difficult to be me.
1: It's hard <laughs> being John. It's hard being John. Um, um, it, just looking back at a couple of things, I think you and I were talking a little earlier. And even though it doesn't have to do with the firefighting, but talking about being 19 years old. Right. And here's a question. If you were able to go back to being a freshman in high school. um would you do things differently
0: and why? Yeah, there was a couple of things that I would do differently. Um, I, you know, I think especially a freshman, you're, you're, you know, you're becoming a boy, a man, so to speak. And you don't, you're, you're feeling out a lot of roads. I mean, it's easy for us to sit here now and say, Oh, I should have stuck up for myself in this area or should have spoke up in, in this area. But I think some of the things I would have done differently was um, I I would have loved, <laughs> I would have loved freshmen through probably at least mid thirties, forties to listen a little bit more before I opened my mouth. <laughs> what
1: about what, you? What was uh, so? When you were a freshman, um, did you think you were like one of the cool kids and you wanted to act in a certain kind of way, or yeah, you just kind of stayed behind?
0: No, freshman, I was, so I, I went to Catholic school during grade school, and then um it was just ex- expected of me to go to a Catholic high school, and that just ended poorly, um because I just rebelled in every way possible in my grades and my behavior, so they asked me not to come back the following year.
1: <laughs>
0: um, Like, I failed health, I failed science, I had, you know. I think and, that's great yeah i had to go to summer school my parents met with the with the science teacher and the science teacher didn't like me and she told my mom and you don't tell a four-foot italian woman they don't you don't like their son so it's it was a mess so they're like yeah we think it's better that you don't come back next year
1: what are you father... doing to my boy you're not talking to my boy right. like that do you understand
0: right. he was actually you know his name was father rock <laughs> wow yeah, yeah, there was nothing. I, I, have, everybody knows. Uh, Father, he was a, he was a tough guy. He's like, I think it's best that you don't come back next year. Like I, I, I got to tell go you call. a story about. Uh, so
1: you know, I'm, I'm Muslim, right? No, and uh, there were a number of my friends, and I remember they would all, like every. I, I can't remember. I think it was on Saturday. Every Saturday, they would have to walk up to Saint Joseph's Church, and do confession. Right. So I was and I used to ask them, like, hey, what like, what are you doing? What, What is that all about? And they're like, oh, yeah, we have to go confess, man. And, and I'm like, well, so what do you do? They're like, well, you have to sit in a booth and, you know, you got to tell the, the priest what you did wrong that week. And I'm like, really? And what happens? He goes, oh, he tells you, you know, to do a couple of Hail Marys and then uh, everything's OK. And I said, and every week you have to do this? He says, yeah, we have to go every week. So I said, I want to go i i want to check this out i want to see what it's like so of course you know i go there and everybody knew father anthony everybody knew him so i walk in i sit in a booth and um you know my friends had told me they said you know you have to start off by saying forgive me father for i have sinned my last confession was so many days ago right so i go in there and i'm like forgive me father if i've sinned my last confession was seven days ago um I said, I'm here to confess. Um, and I started making up some crazy stuff. Um, that I threw a cat off a roof. <laughs> I broke out a couple of windows. And it, it was just crazy things I'm coming up with. Next thing I know, the little slider door in between, the little slider window, <laughs> it opens up and he looks up. He goes, What are you doing here? And I said, I looked at him. I said, I'm doing confession. He goes, You're not even Catholic. He gets up, he comes around, he grabs me by my ear. Pulls me out of the confession booth and throws me outside. He said, "If you come back, I'm gonna kick your." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm
1: sitting out there waiting for my friends, and my friends come out They're like, "Dude, what happened?" I said, "I was confessing," and he, and my friend goes, "Well, what were you saying?" And I, st- I started telling him. I'm like, you know, oh, I was throwing you know cats off rooftops and uh, smashing bottles on people's heads, and he goes, "Not like that. It's got to be stupid stuff like, oh, I, you know, I took my sister's gum," or and I'm like, "Well." Why would you confess to that? Like, who cares about that? Make it interesting. And I just remember thinking, like, I I was missing out on so much when it came to confession. And the Catholics that were going to confession were like, I hate going to confession. Why do I need to do it? I don't want to go. I guess it's, again, like the unknown.
0: I didn't know what it was. So I wanted it. Right. It was it was always very robotic for us as Catholics, too. It was like, all right, what are, what are we going to tell the priest? Because we're not going to tell them the real things. So we're going to make up some stuff. Um, I lied to my parents. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to use that one, too. No, you can't because I'm using it. <laughs> you know, and it was just like, okay, all right. I killed a frog. No, don't say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think that's the part that I laugh about these days. I look back and I'm like, yeah, I was a little over the top. Maybe I shouldn't have said I was killing cats and throwing dogs uh, over the bridge and stuff like that. Um, But I remember, again, like seeing Father Anthony many, many moons later, um, because we used to have the St. Joseph's Fair. And I said, hey, Father Anthony, he goes, yeah, when's, what was your last confession? And I said, you threw me out. And he goes, correct, don't ever come back.
0: Yeah. It, there were there were a couple times where uh, there was one priest, uh, Father um, Pat. He um, was friends with my parents and uh, you know, I was like, I cursed at my mother. And he's like, John, I know your mother. If you cursed at her, you wouldn't be here talking about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> no, like, no, you don't know my mother.
0: Right? And he's like, Hail Mary's. I'm like, okay. I think for me, the biggest thing about anything Catholic growing up was um, because you had to wear a uniform when we went to grade school. And back then it was corduroy pants. So they were always like, all right, so you can't get in trouble. So sit on your hands. And if you notice to that today, if I get bored, I'll actually sit on my hands. Right. But you yeah, had corduroy pants on. So you would get all <laughs> your hand would fall asleep and you'd have lines straight across it. <laughs> it was horrible. You guys bored? Corduroy pants at
1: Catholic school?
0: Corduroy pants where you allowed tan or blue. And you could wear a white or blue shirt. And then in the summertime, it could be a button-down shirt, um, white or blue short sleeve. But you always had to wear a tie. My dude, you guys were
1: um, rebels. Wow. Because yeah. I remember it was like polyester pants that the kids that <laughs> that were going to the Catholic schools that I was at. It was like these blue polyester and I know I'm making it up now. Polyester. It was like this cheap fabric. I mean, yeah. Um. But what definitely was not corduroy. Definitely not. No. So, no. Not at all. So when you got kicked out of Catholic school, you went to what? Just public school? I went to a
0: public school. The original public school I wanted to go to. All my friends were going there. Uh, my grade shot up. Um. As as a uh, my my uh. My friend, uh, get it
1: out, get it out, you know,
0: always tells me. He goes, Uh, he goes, Uh, you're you are so popular, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, Lori, um, you know, will tell me that, um, I was uh, a pompous ass, is how she puts it. Um, you were that's what she said, yeah, were, yeah, were. (laughs) were past tense, past tense, were, uh huh, okay, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm you, glad you
1: grew out of it, you know? So,
0: so let me ask you a question. Do you remember, like, I have people come up to me and say, oh, do you remember when you did this? And I'm like, no, I barely remember who you were. Like, do you have moments where you're like, I did this, or you, you were cooler than you were and you really weren't? Yeah, like, I lie. Yeah,
1: yeah. When,
0: when they bring it up, I just lie.
1: I kind of go along with it, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, do you remember this? I'm like, yeah, just, <laughs> I can't remember. This. Who else was there? What, what, what was that guy with the two eyes?
0: <laughs>
1: and, and, and then you know of course they're like oh you know it was Jimmy Bones and then and, and Bobby Blue Hair and you're like yeah yeah i have no idea yeah, and they got no clue right yeah. um
0: so if you were a freshman what would you change
1: um if i was I, I really think about this a lot i wish i could go back to high school there's a lot that i would change um i i was an an honor student so i was in all kind of honor classes but i was a wise guy um, I would pull all kinds of pranks on people. I would get in trouble because I knew that I would get away with it because I was a football player. I, I, I was a triathlete, football, baseball, and I did track. So, um, and I played basketball for a couple of years. So we always got treated, especially the football players. We got treated like Kings. We were given whatever we wanted to be given. And um, whenever we got in trouble, we were sent to the weight room <laughs> <laughs> and we would just go hang out. There would be like a bunch of us just hanging out in the weight room at that point. Um, but I'd probably pay more attention and my grades would be a whole lot better than what they ended up. Um, I would not focus so much on sports. Uh, I, I did get injured a couple of times playing football, but you're too you're too full of yourself during that time period because you want to impress people for the wrong reasons and um i'd probably make sure when i got to college i'd pay more attention but it it was um it wasn't the vacation that i i actually thought it would be going to high school i started working a full-time job when i was i think beginning of my junior year um and we could talk on another episode. I mean, I'm one of eight kids, and my dad was the only one working. So as soon as we were able to have any kind of employment, we would go out there. I could remember my brother, who is is—he's uh, a doctor now. Um, he's two years older than me. We, we, we used to deliver newspapers from when I was in fourth grade. He was in sixth grade. We would get up and we would deliver the Jersey Journal. And what was that? That was someone messaging me. Sorry. Was that Taylor Swift? You listen to Taylor Swift? <laughs> that's very that's cute. So um, there was eight of us. And we had to work. We had to try to make some, some sort of money to be able to help with my dad and everything else. Um, so... I would focus more if I was able to go back, and this is why with my kids, like I tell them their full-time job when when it's school season is to be a student. So this way they they can focus on their grades. And it's worked because they're all honor students. They've all graduated with high honors. Um, they're in career paths that are much better than what I wanted to go into and couldn't get into. Uh, so th- th- there's a lot. There's a lot that I would do differently in reference to knowing what the future can have for you if you pay more attention i'd probably also
0: buy stocks right oh yeah me too me too although um i got a notification that my stock tanked but um, what stock do you have uh right now i i just i'm I'm just tinkering in it and one of the stocks that tanked was amc so um yeah but
1: I, i i have a good financial guy that um really does a great job for me and um he he monitors and manages all my uh, different stocks. I tried to do it on my own. I was buying crappy stocks that would start going downward, so I would get nervous. I would sell them, and as soon as I sold them, boom, they would spike back up, and I'm like, darn it. Yeah. So if you get the right person, they actually do a bunch of analytics, and they know exactly what's happening in the market within that. Um, yeah, they'll tell you. They're like, don't panic. No. Yeah, exactly. They're like, leave it alone, man. Yeah, I'm
0: panicking because it took me eight years to save that money. Right. <laughs>
1: You should buy more if it's going down. You should buy right. more so you could have more stocks
0: it when it goes back up. Into it. You put more money into it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay. Yeah, there's definitely more I want to get into um, in another uh, episode with you about that because I, I, I always find, I find your path, I find people's path interesting, and I find yours uh, more interesting. Um, so,
1: I think you're holding out on us, John.
0: Uh, about what?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think some people need to put some um, maybe questions in the comment section to ask you some more pointed questions. I think I think you're running away from your past. I'm running. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm running.
0: I'm so running away from my past. Yeah. yeah, I put everything out there. So, yeah. Do you? I'm
1: an open book. Yeah, I'm an open book. OK, I mean, I could ask you a question right now that would end the podcast in about three seconds
0: absolutely there you go
1: there you go as soon as i ask the question thank you everybody for coming today we're gonna move on thank
0: you for listening to this this is you know (laughs) well we do need to give a shout out oh yeah Yeah, to one of our biggest supporters um the paula gallery if uh no one has uh visited her on tiktok yet or um instagram um she's she's really good she's very artistic she does a lot of henna um, she does a bling, she'll bling anything out, and her candles are amazing. You should see some of these pictures of the candles she's done. Um, I, I can only assume that they smell as great as they are, um, but she's been a huge supporter. She's a, a sweet woman, and uh, we would like to thank her from Jersey Smarties Podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She's a candle and rhinestone artist uh, with homemade, uh, homemade hand-sculpted and hand-poured soy candles, which I guess is a big deal. These days, um, one of her taglines is, everything deserves to be blinged. And she literally uh, will bling almost anything that you bring to her. She makes these tumblers that look unbelievable. Uh, We're posting some of the pictures during this podcast for you guys to be able to take a look at it. It's a woman-owned small business, so support her. Make sure that you provide her the support that she needs. And she does do custom orders. Um, Get a hold of her, the Paula Gallery on Instagram and TikTok,
0: yeah, this is definitely a husband alert. Husband to get these to get these gifts for their wives. Looking at some of these candles,
1: yeah, it's that's actually a good thought. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She makes them very customized in many many ways, and um, she she can literally put some love into it. So this way, you could you could look better to your significant other, you know. Um, so. Yeah, there's a lot. that Some of us need that more than others. Say what?
0: Some of us need that more than others.
1: Don't worry, John. We got you, man. We got your back. We got you. Open
0: book, baby. Open book. You ready? I'm going to turn the page.
1: Turn it. All right, everybody. We'll
0: talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening to Jersey Smarties. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on YouTube. Just click on that button. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok for any and all updates regarding our podcast. Thanks for listening to Jersey Smarties. Real talk, real people. See ya.